Hello, welcome to our very first episode of Boss Barista. I'm Jasper Wild. I'm Ashley Rodriguez, and this is a feminist coffee podcast. That's right. What do we mean by feminist coffee podcast? Well, there's a lot of issues going on in the coffee industry and in the in the world, in fact, where feminism and intersectionality kind of come into our coffee shop or impact us baristas on a day-to-day level. And we just wanted to create a space where we could actually talk about that. Exactly. We, me and Jasper, have been talking about these things a lot over the past couple of months And we've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, perhaps even been on some other podcasts. And we wanted to create a space that was primarily meant to highlight feminine voices, to highlight voices of marginalized groups, and to bring these issues to light. Mm -hmm. Um, So before we get too far into what we're doing, we have uh, a couple of uh, tenants that we really want to highlight in this. Um, We want to introduce ourselves a little bit more. So Jasper, why don't you talk about who you are. Sure. So I've been in the coffee industry for 10 years now. Um, I've worked in specialty coffee for five years, and I've mostly done uh, training and I've done competition a little bit. I work on the floor a lot and interact with customers pretty much all the time. And I love it. What year did you compete? I competed in 2013. Do you talk about competition anywhere? I uh, were you in a movie of some type? Oh my! I I was in a movie. Yeah, I was uh, in barista film. Uh, just just a little bit. I'm not one of the the highlighted baristas, but I I show up in there a couple of times. Where did you start making coffee? So I started. Uh, at Starbucks in 2006, and I moved around a lot in four different states over my five years there, and then um, stopped working at Starbucks and started working at Verve Coffee Roasters in Santa Cruz, and opened up a couple of stores there, competed for Verve in 2013, and then I moved up to the city and I worked at Reve Coffee Company and was the head trainer there, and then I worked at Front cafe and was the lead barista there and now I work at Ritual Coffee and I'm a coffee educator. What does it mean to be a coffee educator? It basically means that if you are a new hire, I'm the person who is like, hey, let's make a V60 or let's teach you how to make latte art. Um, We also go over things like flow or um, how to talk to customers or maybe how to answer the hard questions like what is fair trade coffee (laughs) i don't know that i you know it's a tough question to keep we keep needing to talk about it um so yeah i am i'm the one who who makes sure all the baristas know on the floor what's up with coffee that was awesome it's fun (laughs) it's fun yeah it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. what about you ashley you've done a lot of work in coffee Where'd you get your start? Uh, I got my start in 2010. Um, So I've been in coffee for about six years. Um, I got started at a place in New York called Gregory's Coffee. Um, At that point, it was a chain of three stores. And now I think they just opened up their 12th or 13th store. Whoa. Uh, They just opened up one in Jersey City I saw on on the internet, which is really awesome. Um, So I first got started in coffee there. It was an answer to me quitting my job as a teacher 
I didn't have a pack of plans. So I quit my job and I was like, what am I going to do next? I guess I'll just work in a coffee shop thinking that that was like the easiest mm. thing I could do. And it turned out to be probably the hardest job I have ever had. Um, <laughs> but I ended up really loving it. Uh, I had a really amazing team of baristas. The first people I ever met in coffee are probably some of my favorite people I've ever met in coffee. Mm. And then I managed a couple of shops in New York. I, uh, barista kind of all over the place for a little bit. And then I moved here to San Francisco in 2015 to work for Sightglass. I was their uh, head of education uh, for a little bit. And now I am a store manager at the Crow Cafe in Temescal Alley. Uh, you can find me there most days. I'm behind the bar five days a week. Um, I also write for Barista Magazine. And I also do another podcast <laughs> with my good friend, Nick Cho, who I hope to have on this podcast at some point. Um, I've heard of him. You've heard of him? Yeah. Is he, <laughs> yeah, I think I've met him too. I don't think that many people know him. No, no. no. <laughs> He's uh, not but, influential But at we, all. Also, uh, we also do a podcast together called the Porta Filter Podcast that he's had for almost over 10 years. Um, and I've recently started um, co-hosting with him in March. Um, so That's very that, cool. Yeah. Actually, Porta Filter is where this conversation between Jasper and I started. So I went to an event at Ritual. Um, at the hate store, which is their newest location. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a coffee woman event. It was not the coffee woman, but a women and coffee event. Um, just meant to bring a lot of women together. And Jasper gave this really amazing talk on the utopian feminist <laughs> coffee shop. And I was like, this is amazing. I recorded it. I recorded this like shitty recording on my phone um i was like this is great i have to listen to this and i brought it to nick i we listened to it together and i was like let's interview this girl um she's gonna be amazing and then we did and we have that recording we're gonna listen to it hopefully on the next podcast um and then after that jasper and i just kept continuing to talk about feminist issues about issues that we weren't hearing about anyone else talking about and we decided that this needed to be addressed in a bigger platform yeah i I'm feeling you on that one, Ashley. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's also a good idea to bring up some some topics that aren't necessarily uh, women oriented. Something like how to use a refractometer, or you know, our thoughts on the grinder papers. But I haven't really heard many women talk about those uh, more technical or scientific sort of barista things. And um, not that I want to say anything very different, but I want us to be a part of the conversation. And I think this podcast can do that. Mm -hmm. And I think part of this, too, is being very specific and um, intentional with the direction that we want to take this. Because when I was thinking about doing this podcast, um, you know, I obviously host one with Nick. Um, there are a lot of coffee podcasts out there, especially right now, that don't have two women on there. Yeah. Um, and I would listen to other podcasts too. And I'd be like, there are not that many women guests. And that was something that really bugged me, especially with the Bay area, there being so many really great women leaders. And I was like, there are so many people that we're just not talking to. Mm -hmm. And there are so many people that we talk to all the time. Yeah. And I really wanted to give platform, a platform for people to feel like they're listening to voices that relate to them, that share their experiences and that are part of their lives as opposed to like, cool, this barista champions on this podcast and then they're going to be on this next one. And, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of really amazing things that I've learned from 
so many people that I've interacted with in the coffee world. And I want to, I want this to be a platform for that. Yeah. Mm. So do I, I think about all the time in coffee that we, we like kind of shine the spotlight to the leaders and like what they are doing. And that is great because they're leading us for a reason, but we, all those leaders have been on the bottom rung at one point or another and I know that when I first started in specialty coffee, I had like so much to say and so much to talk about. And I feel like now when I listen to podcasts, I still have so much to say. And I feel like there are coffee podcast listeners out there that don't really hear themselves or their own voices on a coffee podcast. So we want to hear from you. We want to hear Maybe what are your ideas or topics that have been floating around in your head that you don't hear discussed? Uh, yeah, we would love to hear your input on that. So Ashley and I met each other actually um, in the Bay Area coffee community. We both are members of this coffee community here in San Francisco and Oakland where we get together and we plan these events for baristas. They're often educational or they're um, sort of just like fun, like throwdowns. Sometimes they don't totally have to do with coffee, like yoga for baristas. And yeah, we do a couple, uh, we do a handful every month or two. And I am the uh, board secretary, and Ashley is the uh, you're the educational chair. I think that's what my title is. Educational chair. We all we all kind of do everything there. So as Jasper's saying, we do want to hear from you guys. You can contact us at any time at Boss Barista Podcast. That's all one word. There's no hyphens or underscores there. Boss Barista Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, because something that's really important to us is that we have our own unique perspectives. There are things about the two of us that make us unique and make us have like our distinct voices in coffee. Um, both, but both of us are also really similar in certain ways too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was telling Jasper this earlier. Um, I think right now in my coffee life, I'm like not too young, but not too old. <laughs> um, so I definitely want to hear specifically from younger baristas and from older baristas. Um, I want to hear from people of all different groups and people ask questions. And that's another big thing for us, too, is that you shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. I think Jasper and I both want to be critical of ourselves and of other people and say, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that. Or maybe that does offend this group of people. Or at least feel free to ask, like, maybe I don't know if this is offensive or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's how communication starts. I think one of the biggest things that we were thinking about with this podcast is that there are so many voices in coffee that are afraid to speak up about gender issues, about racial issues, about issues of intersectionality, about ageism, because they're not participants in that group. So they don't know how to respond. Right, right. For instance, um, I'm a white woman and Ashley is a Cuban American woman. And uh, there is a lot of there's not a lot of black baristas. And like, that's a problem. And I want to talk about that. However, I'm not a part of that group. And maybe somewhere in there, there's like, oh, no, I don't want to say something offensive because I might be seen as racist or a terrible person. And, you know, I can't promise that I'm going to say everything right. But I want to engage in the conversation so that maybe if I am part of the problem, I can start to move forward and we can start getting some of those voices on here 
and really get to some maybe uncomfortable issues, maybe enlightening issues. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we want you guys to feel as listeners that you could engage with as well. If there's something that you're not sure about, if there's something that you've always wanted to comment on or be a part of that you haven't been, then please write in, please send us ideas. You also can record on your phone um, any sort of clip that you want to share, and we might play it on the podcast too. I would actually really love if people did that. It's really easy. If you have a smartphone, which I doubt that People don't have, except my boss uh, at Crow. He really wants to go back to flip phones. <laughs> He's like, this is too complicated for me. Um, but if you have a smartphone, go ahead and record yourself and send your recording over to us at bossbaristapodcast at gmail. Oh, bossbaristapodcast at gmail.com. I said it right the first time. Nice. Um, so when Jasper and I were talking about what we wanted to do and what our intentions were with this podcast, we made three sort of guiding tenets of the things that we were concerned with and the things that we want to highlight in this podcast. So I'm going to let Jasper take number one. So goal number one of this podcast. To have a distinctly female voice in the coffee industry. So what we mean by this is we're going to be talking about coffee issues that really affect everybody, but we want to be weighing in as women um, because we have some stuff to say too. Mm -hmm. And this does involve us being proactive in that way, that we are specifically creating this podcast that is hosted by two women that we're going to invite predominantly female voices on this podcast. Yes. Um, Something that I was looking at some other podcast, I was doing some some math on how many guests they were inviting. And for every three men, there was one woman. So it was about like a 70-30 split at, mm. at a certain point. It's not how like, the world is. No, it's not how the world is. <laughs> it's not also, how our industry is. <laughs> it's also not how our industry is at all either. There are no. so many strong women. Um, and we're really lucky to be in a great area for a lot of strong coffee women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that we're not being proactive enough in inviting those people. They're there. Right. We're just not saying like, hey, right. you should be on this podcast or you should be saying these things about this issue. So right. that's something we want to be really proactive about and really being intentional with the people that we that we want to talk to and talking about specific issues. Like, I don't want to have, you know, Katie Cargiulo just because she's Katie Cargiulo. Right. Although we do plan on hopefully talking to her for this we podcast. We do want to talk to her. She you, is a boss barista. She is a boss barista. That's 100% true. This also encompasses the idea that we want to hear female voices, like Jasper is saying, talk about really just everyday issues about coffee science about life on the floor about management we want to hear strong women talk about these everyday issues because i feel like the rhetoric that i always get is from male voices and that's both problematic because you're not considering a wide range of ideas and opinions but it also makes it seem like men are the only people who are in charge of these things and are doing these things yeah which really isn't the case even something as maybe, uh, you know, every day as like interpersonal conflict with people on your staff. Like if you're only hearing men talk about how to deal with it or how to solve those problems, that might not be the best solution for the issue. You really have to like hear all sides, what everybody is really needing at that moment. And we're not saying that we are, I mean... This, this has to be said. As, as a feminist coffee podcast, we are not saying that we are better than men. And we're not saying that we don't want to listen to men. We're just saying that we want to be also talking. And we want to be heard. Because we're hearing men. We want everyone to hear us too. Exactly. And we want to make sure that we're giving as many women the spotlight to talk as well. And to say things. And to be part of that. Um, 
something that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of issues that we talk about sometimes that seem like everybody issues, but we kind of only hear men talk about is the idea of customer service. That's something mm. that's been really interesting to me yeah. um, because I feel like a lot of the dialogue that I hear is that customers are always right. We should do everything we can to appease customers. But as women, sometimes I feel like I can't do that. I right. have to kind of draw a line between giving good service and letting my body be sexualized, objectified, or flat out attacked. Yeah. So how do we how do we flip that conversation about customer service to be more inclusive? Because I feel like even as a woman, like I'm kind of on the bottom bottom rung of worrying. If I was in a more marginalized group like as mm-hmm. like a like a trans woman or as right. somebody who maybe like wore um, like some a sort gender of, fluid right, person, like a gender fluid person, or someone who wore some sort of signifier of a religion. Yeah, um, I feel like that would be even more under attack. Yes. So I wonder how do we change that conversation, and that's something that we definitely want to explore. Um, so that kind of falls under our number one big tenet of providing a distinctly female voice. Yeah, and that means to encompass encompass a lot of things. Yeah. Um, number two. Goal number two. Goal number two is to talk about culturally significant events in the daily life of coffee workers, like sexism, racism, racism, ageism, and disability. And that's just a short list of Ooh, some of the things that I want to talk about. Let's Homo- add that one in there. Yeah, add homophobia, add um, gender nonconformity. Um, yep. God, there's so many Maybe things. Maybe like religious expectations. Exactly, religious expectation, or just like expectations of just anyone has of you when they look at you. Mm-hmm. Um Right before Jasper and I were recording, um, we were talking about certain expectations that people have of us in certain groups. Like, you know, Jasper was saying that, like, people say to her, like, oh, but you're you're gay, but you're so pretty. Right. Everybody, I'm gay. Just, just wanted, FYI. Just telling you all. Boss, Did I? Barista Dyke. <laughs> that's that's gonna be on jasper's business card <laughs> so just fyi um or even expectations that people have of a group that you're in that you don't necessarily totally identify with like i'm cuban-american and people always assume like oh have you been to cuba do you speak spanish and i'm like no i don't and that I, does not make you any less of a cuban-american because of those things right but the assumption is that like i am this like plethora of knowledge about this thing that I really don't identify necessarily with. Hmm. And actually, I identify more as being a non-Spanish speaker when I go home to Miami, which is where I'm from, than when I'm removed from that situation as a Cuban-American in, in a group of people who are not of my like ethnic background. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you deal with those expectations? Um, and we want to be able to talk about them really open and honestly. Like I said, we want men to be part of this conversation we want Mm -hmm. black people and white people alike to be a part of this conversation and to Mm -hmm. feel open asking questions and calling each other out like we should be able to say like hey maybe you shouldn't do what you're doing (laughs) like perhaps the way that you hire people is really racist yeah yeah sometimes it's not this thing where people are you know, I'm I think people when they think about like, oh, I am I a racist or something, it's like a little bit too narrow of an idea. It really should be like, who are my friends? Who am I close to? Do I allow myself to be closer to, you know, other white people only? Or if you're a man, if you only like have close friendships 
with men and then you end up hiring those men, like that will create a bigger gender dispar- disparity. Disparity? Disparity. Disparity in your company. So it's not really about like, oh, am I a sexist or am I a racist? But it's like what little things might build up to this unintended consequence. And that might mean digging down like really deep into your own personal biases and be like, why do I feel afraid when a strong woman is maybe talking to me or is uh, someone I see as more than me or, uh, you know, just like pushing back on some stereotypes that maybe you don't understand in your brain. I think you brought up something that's really important is that we're not here to call people racist or sexist or to give someone a label like that, Mm -hmm. but to be really clear on the small things that you do or the small ways that you look at the world or even just the way that things are set up that favor certain groups. Right. And being able to openly say, oh, this structure is sexist because of this or this structural way that we deal with the problem is racist because Mm -hmm. of this. Because we can't look at the coffee community and say that things are okay when we see very few black baristas. Mm -hmm. We see very few women in leadership positions. We can't say that, oh, things are fine. Right. Because then that somehow implies that things are inherently that there are certain groups that are just inherently not as good as others. And that can't be true. That no. cannot be true. Mm-mm. I refuse to believe that that's true. <laughs> but it also involves us saying like, well, I don't feel like I'm racist or sexist, but am I doing something that might be. That might contribute right. to the greater uh, equation that end up with not very many black baristas and not very many women it's, in leadership positions. Exactly. And it requires being proactive. And that's why we're doing this. Again, being proactive about these issues does involve taking a step in and saying like, hey, something's wrong. We need to do something proactively to fix it. Yes. As opposed to saying like, well, I'm not a racist, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, Right. Which is also very problematic. So Mm -hmm. we're hoping to bring up all these issues. And we say racism and sexism because those are the two kind of, I think, biggest issues. Sexism obviously affects us very directly. Yeah. Racism, I would say, is probably one of the biggest um, inhibitors to why we don't see black people in the coffee community. Um, Yeah. And it's just, we're really less strong as an industry or as a store or as like a company. If there is a whole group of people that are not being heard Mm -hmm. and it just kind of makes sense to say like, Oh, here's all this like strength that we're not really tapping into. What do we, why are we the problem? Cause it's really not, It's really not like the marginalized group's responsibility to educate the people who are not really doing the right thing. Right. So it's like it's not really women's job to educate men on like what they're doing that's sexist. It's really men's job to be like, oh, there's this power difference. What could I possibly be doing that might be encouraging that or at, you know, at least like what am I doing that's neutral that's not changing the problem? Mm -hmm. Jasper, do you struggle? This is something that I've struggled with um, when I talk to other women. But do you struggle with this idea that, like, you are a strong leader, you are a leader in your cafe, you're a leader on the BACC, but sometimes do you ever feel like you just don't want to talk about 
gender yeah. and, and racism and sexism? Don't you just want to be like, I just want to do my job? Yes. Yes. Some, I mean, the work part of me is like very engaged and I kind of like want to go for it and do it. But um, it's when I'm kind of trying to just kick it that I feel this stuff come up or like, oh, I don't want to deal with this right now. For instance, I uh, sprained my wrist a month ago. My wrist is not doing so hot. And I was at the hospital trying to just take care of my poor busted wrist. And I was with my girlfriend and there was this guy in the waiting room who was like scoffing, making weird looks. And as our name got called and we walked past him, he did this like (laughs) sort of a thing. And what did that mean? Um, that meant I don't respect your quote unquote lifestyle choices, or maybe he was offended that we were two quote unquote sexually attractive women that he didn't really have access to because we had chosen each other to love. Not that we would have chosen his sorry ass, but like in his (laughs) messed up brain, he really thought that that like that audible noise or like him voicing that he didn't approve of us as people made him feel better or or smaller i don't know what it was but anyway it kind of ended with um carly being protective carly's my girlfriend and she was like hi hello how are you what are you like do you have something to say and at that moment I was in pain. I'm trying to get like hospitals are uncomfortable anyway. And I didn't want to fight. And it's just like, I can't even get like, I can't even get the care I need as a human without coming up against this insecure small man who can't deal with the fact that I am going to love another woman and that my woman is going to love and bring me to the hospital. It just was like, the weirdest thing and like the worst timing but there's never like a good time to experience sexism or racism or not that wasn't racism excuse me that was homophobia for sure yeah that sucks (laughs) no that totally sucks and that's part of why this is important is because this never gets turned off for us no there's never a moment in my day where i feel safe from sexism right like one time i was walking to work I live seven blocks from where I work. It's about a seven-minute walk. (laughs) And I was opening, and I've learned better now. But I thought, okay, it's 6.30 in the morning. There are not a lot of people up. I literally live around the corner from where I work. I will be able to walk to work, and no one will say anything to me. And of course that's not true. That has never been true. No. Ever. Not once. No. Um, And now I... And, you know, now I do things to, like, circumvent that. Now I'll always wear headphones so that if someone does talk to me, I don't get upset. Or I'll wear my sunglasses so people can't make eye contact with me. Mm. Um, and I always think, like... Or I'm I'll just- wear a trash bag on my head so I'll look like garbage. <laughs> my no. God, the things we have to do so, just to, like, try to exist in the world without harassment. Like, exactly. And one, <laughs> this is my new strategy right now is um, I'll eat as I'm walking home. <laughs> Because no one wants to talk to a crazy lady who is eating. And even then, I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that we definitely want to talk about um, in a future episode is the dichotomy that exists between wanting to exist as your free self mm-hmm. versus the things that you do to protect your body. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that definitely is going to fall under the second tenet that we have. Um, and then the third one. Um, Jasper, if you wanna, if you wanna take that one. Goal number three: to highlight the unique and various voices behind the coffee community. For example, 
getting a very diverse mix of guests to come on our show that maybe aren't the ones that you've already heard in coffee, like maybe a customer who has something to say to the coffee industry, or maybe, you know, somebody who works two jobs and who doesn't really see herself as like super coffee vibed out, but maybe who has had really deep experiences that we all need to listen to. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in talking to people like that, people who are not necessarily the classic, like passionate about coffee, Mm -hmm. um, because I think that, I mean, this is, this is something that I feel really strongly about that passion is definitely a privilege. Um, It's a privilege that you get to work in an industry that you love um, and that you don't have to worry about feeding a family or although some, I mean, obviously there are other concerns that most people have in our industry, but having, certain security as a young barista to like when I first quit my job teaching that I could take a $9 an hour job Mm. that I could um, be a little broke for a while because I didn't have the constraints of having to send money home to my family or I had certain social capital that I could always fall back on like I have a degree like I always kind of knew that in the back of my head like I could always fall back on yeah Um, so who do you think I I can hear someone hearing you say that privilege is a or passion is a privilege and I can hear them saying something like what do you mean it's a privilege I work really hard I have like I bust my ass at work and I don't make very much money and no one acknowledges me what do you mean that my passion is a privilege I I don't understand I mean that you don't I mean this in two ways number one I think thinking of passion as like a necessity to your life, although I think it's really enriching, almost insults those people who can't have that. Mm. So people who work in minimum wage jobs in other industries or people who work just jobs that no one really wants to work, but they have to because they have to feed their families or they have to send money home or they don't have the education to do these jobs. Being a barista, like even... Even if you don't have any formal education behind you, you still have to be well-spoken. You still have True. to be able to speak intelligently about coffee. You have to be of a certain, like, check certain things off. I don't think you have to. That's that's wrong. <laughs> but it currently is that way. Yeah. You're more likely to be hired if you're comfortable in your own body and comfortable talking to other people. And maybe if you've been in a marginalized group or in poverty your whole life, you haven't been able to learn those skills. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're saying about if you have the luxury to be passionate and well-spoken about this thing that doesn't necessarily, um, that isn't, it isn't a need for your life, that can be a privilege. And I just want to make sure that we're acknowledging the experiences of everyone in the workforce too, because I think when we talk about passion and following our passions there's so many people who don't have that access to follow their passions and i don't want it to and it i don't believe that it's because they're not passionate people right they just haven't had that luxury to say what do i really want to do there's never been a moment where they can sit and be like i'm going to take a couple of weeks off from working or i'm just going to work this barista job and like figure it out or i'm going to work a different job and figure it out there Mm -hmm. has to be i again i have to believe that (laughs) There are people who don't have that luxury to be able to find their passions. Um, So that's something that I'm interested in. People who work at coffee shops who just clock in their nine to five. (laughs) I want to hear more. Or they're six to two. Or they're six to two or whatever. (laughs) Or they're one to eight. (laughs) Any shift that they have. Um, But people who can still be really amazing professionals 
without being coffee nerds because we're definitely coffee nerds oh, Jasper yeah. and I. oh yeah um this is all we talk about um but, but as an industry we are probably not even the majority we maybe are like pushing in mm-hmm. a certain way but most of the people i work with do not want a career in coffee mm-hmm. and that's cool but I mean, I think they're ex- not excellent baristas. That's exactly it. They totally bring a huge amount of like creativity and strength to the workforce. And yet if they couldn't, if they don't say like, oh, I'm passionate about coffee, maybe we are, maybe we're like missing some nugget that they have. Or like, I want to hear what is it that brings them to work at a job that maybe they're not passionate about this stupid little brown bean that we crush up, but maybe they're passionate about something else that is closely tied with coffee, like the human experience in the morning or, you know, something that has like to do with something else. Or maybe they want management experience or maybe they uh, are interested in agriculture and they want to learn more about the coffee as a plant. So many things, so many people that work with us. I also have this fundamental belief that most skills can be taught. And that's something I'm super interested in too, especially with the lack of women in certain roles in coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm particularly talking about roasting. For sure. Um, I think that most, again, most skills can be taught. We can teach most people how to do most things if we acknowledge ourselves as leaders. And that's something that I think is just the crux of my belief in everything in the whole world ever is that as a leader, it's our responsibility to acknowledge our power in a really positive manner and say, like, I am a leader in this industry so I can do X, Y, and Z for my employees, um, as opposed to, like, my employees suck or my employees are this. Um, or now I'm going on a tangent because this is something I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited <laughs> about. But I think that this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this podcast is because I get to write and manage people. And it's important for me to acknowledge that I have a voice that I can use. Yeah. We're power bitches. We're boss bitches. We're boss bitches. It's going to be great. Boss baristas. Um, yeah, we had like a vision quest for this name. Oh, man. We went through so many names. Um, we wanted a name that sounded like once you heard it, you were like, dude, I want to hear that. That's going to be about coffee. That's going to be about strength. That's going to be about like powerful, feminist, amazing voices. I think we did a pretty good job. Yeah, we were playing around with the different combination of boss barista, barista boss, and trying to hearken certain things that we've heard uh, before. Especially, um, we talked about this very specific episode of Parks and Recreation where oh, yeah. Amy Poehler is uh, either considered a boss bitch or a bitch boss. And there's always that dichotomy between those two. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to hearken that. Um, we wanted it to be something, again, that signified strength, that included everyone in the coffee community. Because even though this is very focused as a feminist podcast, we wanted to include everyone. And we're not going to talk to just women. We're not going to talk to just the same type of people. We want everyone to feel like they can be included. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want to talk to just leaders. We want to talk to people who are on the floor every day. We want yeah. to talk to people who maybe, do, yeah, exactly, don't love coffee as much. And we want to talk to customers, especially. Yeah. Um, and we want to talk to people who probably don't engage in our community as much. One thing that Jasper mentioned, um, especially like in light of her injury, uh, she injured her right wrist, mm-hmm. um, was the idea of ableism. That yeah. like, you have to be like, physically able to do most jobs in coffee um but can that be isolating to customers who come in who are not as able-bodied 
Right. Like, do we accommodate disabilities? Well, I would say no, we don't. So for the next episode, so Jasper and I talked a little bit about how we met um, and the kind of impetus for us doing this. We had a really long talk <laughs> when we were initially recording for Portafilter. Um, that's how that's how we started this. Jasper gave that amazing talk about um, the Utopian Cafe, and then we recorded our conversation. Um, so hopefully for this next episode, we're going to listen to that. So yeah. this is going to go back in time. About five five months? Yeah, it was, months? it was May. It was May? Okay. May 2016. May 2016. Um, so we're going to listen to that episode. Um, we're going to listen to kind of a shortened version of it because Jasper and I talked for a really long time. It was over two <laughs> hours long. Whoa. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Jasper's just started to listen to it. I listened to it maybe a month and a half ago and I was like, everything in here is gold. But I'm sure <laughs> that that's just because... We'll cut some of it out for we'll, you guys. We'll, we'll cut it. Um, in the meantime, if you have any questions, concerns, if you have any ideas for people you want us to hear about, we've made a list of a lot of people that we want to talk to and we'll start reaching out to. But if you know somebody that would be a great voice for this podcast, please get in touch with us. Bossbaristapodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And like I said, record something for us. If you have an opinion you want to share, if you have a question you want to ask. Also, if you have questions you want to ask and we don't know the answer to, we'll find someone that can hopefully answer it. Mm -hmm. Or if we have a question and we don't know, please find that person for us. Yeah. Um, until then, I'm Ashley Rodriguez. And I'm Jasper Wild. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks. Thanks.